you're tuned in to the most important podcast with me, Sunil Singhvi. Now, every week on the show, we're joined by a different guest for a conversation about what are the things that really matter in their life. Our conversation takes us through a list of questions every week, including who is their most important person? What's their most important possession? Most important decision and mistake. Now, during each episode, I'll be asking them about some of their most recent projects, asking the questions you've always wanted to ask, and helping to find out a little bit more about them as a person. This week's episode is Michael Dapper. Michael is an incredible comedian, but a comedian of this age, a comedian of this time. He developed, wrote, starred in, directed an incredible uh, YouTube series called Somewhere in London, which has multiple different characters. Each one of them really speaks to a different experience. Although a very London energy, it's deeper than that. There's a lot of cultural relevance in there. There's a lot that speaks to the way that we interact with each other and the humour of today, the humour of 2020. Michael's an incredibly warm character. He's got a big smile and a big heart. And some of the stuff he talks about today is incredibly personal. And I'm so delighted and grateful that he was able to just sort of be really open and really honest with his answers in the show. So here it is, Michael Dapper, on this week's episode of The Most Important Podcast with me, Sunil Singhvi. I want to start with what's your most important place. I'm intrigued by this because I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. I see you in a lot of places. Yeah. I see you in the gym yeah. on the regular. Yeah. Uh, I've seen you travel in the world. Yeah. But I'm fascinated to know what's your most important place. I think it's it's out of two places. Firstly, my my family home. I think it's a place where I just get to just. It's love. Do you get what I'm saying? And uh, I think everybody needs that place where they can go and just feel that love. I'm very grateful for, like, my my family for just creating that environment where you can just go and just be yourself unapologetically. Like, you know, I, I would, just on a Sunday, I was sleeping in, in the living room with my, with my trainers on. Like, literally... <laughs> And my mum didn't say anything, like, you know, so I think it's the family home for me. And um, I'm grateful for that. But I was going to say, I said two places just slightly because on the other, on the flip side, I would say uh, it could also be like the church for me because it's just another place where, like I say, you go and you just, I just go and get refuge. You know, I can just go and just... I, I I always will take something uplifting away. You know, I'll always leave with something, which is always a blessing mm. to be able to go somewhere and leave with something. Like, you know, you can come in and you can feel down and it might just be the music or you, you might just hear a word that, uh, that would, you know, you know, that can just uplift you for a second because, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, we're blessed to travel and go to so many different places and see so many different things and meet so many different amazing people, even people like yourself. And so it's just like, you know, within all of that, it's always good to go to that to the, to the places where you can feel like, yo, I can just reset here. I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. I can just be me. So there's there's two things I want to talk about there. Yeah. Number one, you can go in your front room with your trainers on. Yeah. Wow. Facts. I wouldn't I wouldn't get away with it. You know, I come through the front door <laughs> and my mum's already glaring at my foot. No, nah, <laughs> do you know do you know what it is, yeah? I like we never really had 
this culture of taking off your trainers when you come into the house. My, I never really came up like that. My, because we got we had we got laminate flooring in the crib, so my, my you know coming from like a, a Ghanaian background, you come into the house and you have a mat where you can wipe your feet. You just walk in the floor. You know what I'm saying? But you can't step on the carpet in the center of the living room. You can't step on that. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that's that's my dad's like, that's his sacred carpet. Like he he loves that rug with a passion. So you can't step on that carpet. But that's for that. Yeah, yeah. I I literally fell asleep on the sofa with my trainers on, and I woke up and like yeah, my mum had like taken my tray away. And, you know, I, I didn't even realize. And we were just chilling. She was sleeping on one sofa. I was sleeping on one sofa. <sighs> and bro, that's that. See me. I think those are the important things. I promise you, like, it doesn't matter. But all the other stuff is great. Ever so grateful. You get me? But it's just like, those are the important things, man. Yeah. Yeah, I... Because I've got my, my two girls and that's... Yeah. Like, I I pray for that. Yeah. Like, I pray for that notion that in in years to come, they will come home and feel that free. Yeah. Well, firstly, that they will come home. Yeah. No. <laughs> and secondly, that they'll come home not begrudging. They'll come home feeling free. Listen, honestly, that's something that my mum always used to say, like, yo, um, I want you to, when you leave, to be able to always come back. And it's a conscious decision that you have to make. So I don't, I don't go a week without seeing my family, at least a week. Just as long as I'm, if I'm traveling and I'm out of the country, it's different. But it's like every Sunday, I make it like a ritual. I just got to go there. And if I can't see you on a Sunday, I'm going to see you on a Wednesday or at least a Friday. You know, I have like my days. And then sometimes I just pop in like on a random morning because I just feel like that's, that's, that's where it's at. The other thing that I wanted to touch on there in your answer was, um, I'm going to be really honest with you here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a touch of jealousy. Yeah. About your faith. Yeah. I grew up in a atheist household. Okay. Um, and like my connection with church was mm-hmm. really around like school. Yeah. Prayer. Yeah. Scouts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then like <clears throat> as soon as I left home, yeah. there was no connection. Yeah. I would go to church for, I mean, during my 20s, you would only go for weddings. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a little bit older, so now mm. it's like christenings and funerals. Mm-hmm. Like that's my like yeah, that's, yeah. that's when I set foot inside. Yeah. But like I see sometimes your references to to your faith and stuff, and I I feel a little bit of jealousy. I feel a bit like <laughs> I wish I had that in my life, like that yeah. sort of grounding. Yeah. Has that has that been with you since day one, or is that something you've come to later? I think obviously, uh, like I thank my folks for like introducing me into that. Like from when you're younger, when you're younger, you're almost forced. Like you know, the the, the it's it's this African culture. Come to church, you know, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> we are going to church, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> you know, we're going to church. So, like, you, you're almost forced, like, at times against your will, to come to church and stuff like that. And so, um, it was only until I grew older, uh, my my later kind of teenage years, that and just through like happenings and different things different scenarios where you know you, you get put in growing up and just being from the ends per se and certain things happening and so it's like you're put into this corner and just thinking right let me actually try and see if this thing's gonna work for me bro you know what i'm saying let me see uh, uh, let me try and make an effort and pray a little bit and this and that and 
you know, sometimes those efforts weren't genuine. It was just trying to get, <laughs> just just untie yourself from a sticky situation, yeah. But um, I think when I um definitely made genuine efforts to try and kind of just tap in, it's like someone going to the gym. You can fluff around with the gym. Literally, you can go in every now and then, get that little, you know, the dopamine release and feel ever so good for a second and then you think yeah i'm good I'm, i went to the gym but then it's like you know until you actually start consistently going and consistently saying oh, okay cool this is how you train with this this is how you do this this is how you do that you gotta train one body part at a time or you gotta do some cardio or you got you know to really get those long-term results and until like i started doing that well, i started like actually like uh exploring my faith for myself not like based on someone else's faith. You know, it's just like you can do things based on some, what somebody else tells you. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, it's like invest in this. It's going to work. It worked for me. But until you invest in it, you don't really know. And so, like, literally, that's what I did. I just started investing my time in it. And uh, when, I, when I pray, for example, and it's chaos around you, you know, because real life can bring chaos. It does, And that's the thing. People think, oh, but you're here now, so you're all right. Oh, you're there now. You're all right. But I'm just like, bro, you don't understand. I do the same things you do with, just on a different level, bro. Trust me. Or, sis, you don't get me. I do the same things you do. And, like, that, it just helps me to kind of just settle. And for some people, it's different, right? Some people's thing might be they need to smoke on eight blunts a day to get their refuge. Yeah. Some people need to, some people go running. Some people might just be like, Yo, I just need to travel and go away and this and that. But, like, for me, I found that, in the, like, you know, everyone has their thing. And in doing all of these different things and seeing, I still feel like that's just the thing that just keeps me super level, super grounded. And it just helps me to um be able to tap into something which I believe is bigger than me. So from that, I'm going to move on to quite a different question. Chat to me. What's your most important possession? Wow. That's a really good question. Does it have to be an item I own? No. I think it's my brain. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you own that. It's not yeah. a rent. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I think it's my brain. I think it's my brain because... Out of the mind comes all of these amazing different things. Do you get what I mean? And so I can't uh I can't put it on a phone or a laptop or this or that because I still feel like those things are great. You own them, but it's a possession. But I don't know, I think it's something external. I think it I think internally my head is mine, isn't it? <laughs> No, yeah, so... Uh, so let me let me flick it around. If uh, if the building's burning, your house is on fire, God forbid, yeah. um, uh, you dash out, mm. you've taken your head with you, your mm -hmm. brain has come with you, yeah. so we're good. You're good. You're sending one of the boys in to get one more thing for you. <laughs> one thing out of your house right now that you think, oh, man. Mm. The lappy. My laptop. Yeah. The lappy, I say, yeah, bring the lappy. <laughs> now nah, bring the lappy because, uh, yeah, we, we, I got a ton of ideas on my lappy, so bring the lappy. Um, and then recently, 
I think recently my mum gave me, my mum and my pops actually, they gave me like a Bible that I really like. It's big. I've never had a big Bible like that. That just stays like on my kitchen table. I like that as well. So I might just say, yo, go to the kitchen. Just bring those two. <laughs> Everything else can go. You know what I'm saying? I think like, yeah, I'm going I'm to bring, bring those those two. But yeah, if, if we're talking possessions, like, yeah, those two. Your career hasn't been straightforward. No. It hasn't gone in one line. No. So uh, I want to ask you, what's the most important piece of advice you've ever received? <clears throat> Have fun. And this was told to me by Buck who is Giggs' manager, and Giggs also echoed it to me as well. Um, he said, have fun and make sure that you're always enjoying it because, yeah, when you stop enjoying it and the fun gets taken out of it, it just really just becomes that work. And I've had those moments, you know, where your head is like being pulled in about 85 directions bro and so it's just like oh this is not fun bro you know regardless of what you're doing you might you know the and you're tired you're this and that but yeah i think have have have, have fun uh is one of them especially in this industry uh entertainment you need to be having fun because there's a lot of people you meet you think are happy they're not happy mm. they're like super like yo and I, I have proper conversations with people, you know, because I, I connect with people on, like, a, a real kind of level. It's not, like, artificial. And, you know, you meet people and they're just they're just not happy. Mm. And I just think it's that thing of you're no longer doing it because you want to do it. You might be doing it. Uh, you now have so much responsibility. And so you end up being like a victim of the coin. Mm. Yeah, you, you just end up doing it because like you have now such a big team to surface. So now you're not you're not just thinking about yourself now. The responsibility is on, all right, cool, I gotta look after all of these other people. Do you get me? And so it, it turns into something else. Yeah. I was talking to someone about this recently in terms of they were saying about oh how they're struggling with it. And I was trying to get across to them, you have a job, not yeah. a calling. Yes. Like, you're not, like, ordained to do this job. Mm -mm. If it's not right for you, you please out. stop doing it. <laughs> you can sign out. But this is the thing. It's like, for people that's in the creative industry, they feel like, right, oh, okay, if I don't do this, what am I going to do? Mm. Yeah. You know? And because it's... for I know some of the, for someone in the, in the creative industry, the worst thing they can do is be stuck to a computer in an office wearing a shirt and tie and someone telling them, you have to hit this target. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do that. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm fascinated about the the life of a comedian. Yeah, it must be tough for you. You're mm -hmm. in Sainsbury's mm -hmm. on a Tuesday morning mm -hmm. buying food, mm -hmm. and someone's there like Michael. You're gonna crack some jokes. Like you must have that pressure on you to be <laughs> upbeat, funny, yeah, welcoming, yeah. nonstop. No, hundred percent. Um, How do you cope with that? Your I think, like, sometimes you just have to remind people, bro, I'm human, bro. Do you understand? I think there was, a like, I was in Ghana recently. I had an amazing time there. But we were out. Where was that? Like, a party. Outdoor party. And, you know, I'm meeting so much different people. It's love. It's this, it's that. But then there was this dude that came up to me, and he just had his phone light on. Like, light in my face. And I was just like, yo, bro. I, I had to, like, I, like, took the phone down, and I was just like, bro, just... 
just chill, like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, yo, like, at least say hello, how are you? Da, 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 da. And I think he messaged me the next day on Insta. He was just like, oh, yeah, I had my phone in your face and you put my phone down and I wanted a picture or I was trying to get a video of you and da 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 da. And he's like, always remember to treat your fans with this. And I was like, bro, listen, I love all my supporters, first and foremost. But you have to remember, sometimes we might not be having a great day. Something might have gone wrong. And you might think, oh, this person's supposed to be on 100 all the time. It doesn't happen. Yeah. And I think, like, that's, that's the thing, like. And, you know, when people... And, it, like I said, it's great to be received like that. But, and it's, it's nice to have that, that love and whatever. But sometimes you just want to just... Yo... So, uh, if you ask these lot, like, sometimes I just walk around like my hoodie on, <laughs> zipped up to the top, and I was going into the I was going into the phone shop the other day. I had my jacket and my hoodie on, zipped up to the top. I didn't really want no one to notice me because I just wanted to get it done, go do my work, come out. Do you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's what comes with the game. Yeah, yeah. Like with a teacher, you're gonna get students that are gonna just piss you off like you know what I'm yeah, saying like yeah, yeah. so it's like it just comes with a game and so moving on I want to talk about um your most important memory <sighs> I'll say it's from South Africa I was about six or seven years old and um I was I was casted to be Mowgli um in was it the Lion Book? The, the what? Jungle Book. The Jungle Book. <laughs> the Lion Book. I, I, was it the Lion Book? I took two two big movies and put them together. <laughs> no. I was casted to be uh, Mowgli in uh, the Jungle Book. And I remember, so when I was working uh, like at Vodafone and when I was like doing kind of like other odd jobs and stuff like that, I remember during that time because I was I was singing I was performing and I was also doing all comedy all in one act right and I remember I always cast back my mind to that and I always used to think bro like, you know I'm just having them moments bro what am I doing here and I think back on them things and I think what made me the happiest and I remember that I was in South Africa I just remember myself jumping off a stage walking into the audience, vibing with someone's parents, someone's daughter, blah, 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 and then jumping back on the stage and just doing my thing. So the whole combination of acting, music, and comedy is something that's always been there, you know? And so um, it's, it's, it's a place I always go to whenever I, whenever I think, oh, this is long, or what's going on here, or da 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 and it's a it's a happy place because you remember yourself <clears throat> as a child. You remember yourself doing something you didn't even know you would be doing in the future, but it just brought me so much joy. And out of my experiences, like when I lived in South Africa, I remember being spanked on the hand with the leather, Whoa. with the, the yeah the leather uh. My my teacher, her name was Miss Stricklier or something like that, or Stricklier or something like that, and she would spank me on the hand with a like a leather hand. But you know they could do that yeah. in South Africa. They can give you like licks, so they'll lick you on your hand. And I remember that. And she always used to say like, 
you you need to stop messing around. There's a lot of great stuff in you, you know, or you haven't done your homework or something like that. And and then that that's my other memory, like this whole great thing of just performance. And so it's mad that you know how many years later you're a performer. Yeah, it was destined. Yeah, literally. But I didn't come from a household where that was even an option. So that was never an option in my household. Yeah. My house, I come from a household where, you know, my father just en encouraged education. And that's his thing. Because education is what was able to bring him here. Mm. You know, coming, migrating from Ghana, then to South Africa, then to here. Yeah. And so that's all he knows. Yeah. That's the only vehicle he knows. Yeah. And then, so that's the only thing he knows I can pass on to my kids. Yeah. Study. Yeah, yeah mine, mine was the same. So the rest of the family are all conventional jobs. Yeah. So my dad is a... Uh, engineer yeah the work he does i couldn't even understand it exactly like he used to talk to me about it when i was a kid and i'd be like right this <laughs> is a, this <laughs> yeah. my mum works at a, a, an old people's home mm. and she worked up from being an assistant to to running it and being like like huge in the community my sister is a high level financial analyst mm. and then there's me and mm. <laughs> after mad. all those years like my dad said to me because he's he's quiet. Mm. He's quiet. He's a quiet guy. Mm. So we're very different energy wise. Yeah. And after thirty five years, he sort of says to me, and he turns and he just said it quietly, just once, Michael. He just said it once quietly. When yeah. maybe you made the right choices. Trust me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you probably have the most fun though. I I don't know about that. I, I think I think everyone uh, has fun. Uh, <laughs> we, we having fun as a financial analyst. We didn't. You be looking at a bunch of figures and saying. <laughs> two plus two is eighteen. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I think it's definitely it's definitely we've all got different parts, but definitely. I definitely remember that moment yeah. where like his view was education, and I remember him being disappointed with my grades at some points, yeah, and being okay with my grades at other points, yeah. And I remember like I had to make a call at one point early days. I had a job offer for the civil service, okay, fast track. Like I could be like, I mean, a civil servant. Maybe you get high up. Or I could go and work at an internet radio startup. That was a hard conversation that evening. <laughs> now, how are you going to explain that? You know, how the heck are you going to explain that? Yeah. Bro, speaking about grades, I remember when I, I forged my grades. <laughs> I swear down. What level? GCSE. You needed um six A's or seven A's to get into Wellington Grammar School. <laughs> and I got three A's and like nine B's or seven B's or something like that. And it's, I don't know, a D or E in Spanish, egg, you know? <laughs> and so I just like, I just went on the computer <laughs> and I just retyped the whole thing. Cause yo, I just, yeah, said, yeah. I literally copied the whole AQA thing. <laughs> like, like, you know, what like for like for like for like. And then what was so mad about it is because he was been asking for the grace for such a while, he got the grace facts to him. So, boom. I come like, yo, this is what I got. He was like, great, good, good, good. So you can now go to the school and, you know, they can, they can accept you or whatever. And I was like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But little did I know, he'd already called up and got them faxed. And yeah, that turned into something else. That's a whole <laughs> other story. We'll be here all day if I get into that. Wow. Yeah. There's a lesson for mm. anyone listening at home. Mm. Don't fake your results. Nah, don't you're going to get results. caught. Yeah, you'll definitely get caught, especially when you're 16 or 15 and you think you're the guy. 
Or have you another guy or the girl? Trust me. Michael, I wanted to ask you, what do you think is your most important mistake? Yeah, I think being too nice. Um, and it's not too. I'm naturally a loving person, right? But I would say being too nice in general. I wouldn't say like it's just one thing. I think it's like a general thing. So, like, when I know that I don't want to do something no more or I don't want to work with somebody no more, I don't feel like being around this no more. Because of my nature of not wanting to maybe upset someone or upset the situation, I, yeah, I go back into, like, my human self as that's just how I've been made. I can't force that, right? You know, that's just how I've been made. And so, um, yeah, it's just been a thing where it's cost me some opportunities. It's cost me um, time. Mm. And uh, sometimes it's also cost me relationships. I've now learned the balance, though. Have you? Do you feel like you're better at it now? Yeah. I think it's, and it's something of recent mm. that I've had to learn. Because it's, you, if you're not careful, and I'm talking recent, recent, because if you're not careful, it's like, yo, you can be Mr. Nice Guy all the time and you can lose, like, terribly without you even realising. And so, um, yeah, I've I've learned to separate, like, friendship is friendship, business is business, work is work, love is love you know <laughs> so I, I learned to just kind of put them all on their different do you know what I'm saying like me as a normal person I I, I naturally will just love someone just for because it's you know because I just love human beings or whatever but then I understand that yo when it comes to like work and the differentiation bro work is about results and that's the simplicity of it. Mm. And so it's like, if someone's not bringing the right results or you're not, you know, they're not delivering what you need them to deliver, I can't say, oh, I don't want to really upset this situation here or I don't want to, nah, man. You know, yeah. And it's, it's yeah, but it's good though, you know, because p- some people might, I've never told no one that. Mm. This is the first time I've ever said that because this is the first time someone's asked me that. And I, like I said, I can't pinpoint Oh, this one mistake. Mm. Because I believe, I believe there's there's a there's a scripture that says all things work for the good of those that love God, right? That's what the scripture says, right? And I believe that factually because I think like even when things kind of go tits up or go wrong or da da da, it always ends up working out for your good. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the. I think the hard bit is what's that time scale? Exactly. Like sometimes you get lost in that and you think, when is this going to come good? <laughs> you think exactly. like, because I have a similar thing where I don't think I, I don't think anyone would accuse me of being too nice. Yeah. But my, <laughs> but my, but my, I, I wish you like just saw his face when he said that. <laughs> my, saying, hey, you know, that was funny. My, my challenge is that when people ask me things, I just start doing them. Okay. People are like, oh, Sil, can you do this? I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just start doing it. Yeah. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, bro, why am I doing this? Bro. <laughs> What's happening? Honestly, bro. And I'm, I'm, I'm bad because I'll be committing to stuff 
And I'm just like, oh, bruv, why did I do that? Yeah. If I can't do it, I can't do it. Yeah. If it's not working, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, The next one I think is the hardest of all the questions. Mm-hmm. And I think with my experience of you and the time we've spent together, I think I'm interested to see whether you've got an answer for this. Yeah. I want you, Michael, to find me your most important person who is not a member of the family. Wow. That's very difficult. The most important person. That's hard. That's hard. That's very, very difficult. You're a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's very difficult. I would say a mentor or something, but they're basically family. So I can't really go down that road. Um, Yo, Sunil, this is mad hard, bro. Wow, I've got you speechless. Yeah, legit. But I'm kind of pleased with that. Yeah, because you said, you said, (laughs) you said person, not family. Um, All right, let me change it. Not blood family. Can I have different categories? You can have a couple of categories, yeah. Right. It's your time. Perfect. Wiggle my way out of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, for work, work right now, just in terms of like, just kind of piecing everything together and stuff, I'll probably say, i probably have to give it to Nakai, just for... You know, day to day. Remember, like I, I, I work with a great team of people. You know, Elliot Herman, Governor Nim, Nim Maji as well. But it's like, yeah, I have to give it to Nakai just because he's uh he's almost like the glue between everything. So I have to give it to him. Work purposes. And just for people listening, who is who is Nakai in your world? Nakai is uh he's a manager, and uh, you know he's a friend as well. He's a brother, so. I think everybody needs people like that around you, you know, that people that they just genuinely want to see you win and do well. And um, for that, ever grateful. And then obviously, you know, uh, Marv is one of them as well. I got a lot of love for him as an individual. Uh, just because he he had faith when a lot of people didn't have faith or they couldn't see he, you know, mm. so I got a lot of love for Marv Brown films. You know, that's my guy. Um, Kevin, but can Kevin's blood in it? So, well, is your cousin blood? Well, I, I, I let it slide. Let you're it under pressure. Like... <laughs> you're feeling the heat under the lights. Yeah, the heat <laughs> under the lights. Kevin, Kevin Dapos. He's family, but he's like my mentor as well. <clears throat> and then. Sounding very male orientated, isn't it? (laughs) 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 Like, there's so many female, but I can't. I'll be here all day. Uh, I think my past is a good, you know, uh, Pastor Mimi. She's been great. And Pastor David. They're there. Amazing. Yeah. So that kind of wraps us up. There's one bit that I haven't told you about. Before we do that, I want to say thank you. I appreciate your time. I know that you are. A busy guy, but you have you, made time in your schedule for this. So I, I got appreciate time it. for you. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, you as always. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about this year for you. Thank like you, I feel like creatively, 
Swill was on another level. Thank you. I feel like the rumblings I'm hearing yeah. are next level. So it's an exciting time. Right. Thank you. This one, there's strict rules. Talk to me. Strict, strict rules. I broke the rules in the last one. You've got to go fast. I hit you Break with a question. Them. Talk to this me. This is quick fire. All right, talk to me. First thing on your mind. All right. I'll give you one caveat, one get out. Yeah. That we're talking about today. Okay. Your answer might be different tomorrow. Okay. And that's okay. No okay. one can like hold you up in court and be like, Michael, on this day, on this podcast, you said this thing. Yeah. Right. It's now. Talk to me. Most important comedian. Bernie Mac. That is a good choice. I back that. <clears throat> Most Mac. important film. Coming to America. Most important song. Man's not hot. Most important entertainer. Kevin Smith, Hart, Tyler Perry, uh, Tarpy and Song. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be very clear. No one could afford that movie. <laughs> you couldn't afford that movie. Like you can't even say it out loud. There's a studio exec sweating on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most important entertainer. Wow, that's difficult. That's too many, man. I can't. I'll yeah. I'll 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 give it to. Oh my goodness, you're a bad guy. <laughs> you're a very very bad guy. Um. Be broken this rule as well. You were meant to go quick, fast. No, no, I've been going fast. I said, I said, like, I said, like, three names in one. But, well, um, uh, 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 yeah. Don't edit this bit out. <laughs> make them hear all the, make them hear everything. Uh, Donald Glover. Yes. It's a good addition. Tyler Perry, Donald Glover. And my last one for you. Most important sports person. Wow. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Ronaldo, Michael Jordan. Ah, oh, you started thinking. Your mind started clicking over. I saw it in your eyes. You started going to all those other places. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, my man. Appreciate you having me. And uh, I wish you the best this year. And yeah, man. Big up, Sunil. Big up the podcast, yeah? I love you lot, yeah? You're done all the thing. Bye-bye. Peace and love. Thanks a lot for listening to today's show. You can do me a favour. Yep, that's right. I'm asking for a favour already from you, which is reviews and ratings help the show it's a cliche i'm like one of those youtubers that shouts like and subscribe at the end but turns out it's actually true and that for people to find out about the show they need recommendations from you yep you specifically you are the person that i want to help me out so if you don't mind if you would be so generous and if you have enjoyed the show please head over to wherever you get your podcasts from rate and review the show let us know what you think. Let us know what guests you would like to have in future weeks. And that would help us out. If you want to hear more about the show, make sure that you're following me on Twitter and Instagram, where I'll be giving you all the background and letting you know which guests are coming up in future weeks. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ilsung. <laughs>